Welcome to the Learn Something New podcast, where each episode is dedicated to taking a deep dive into a new topic, whether it be current events, new tech, new adventures, or guest interviews. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new. Welcome into the show today, everybody. It's good to have you back. This is episode one of the Learn Something New podcast. Um, I did release the introduction episode, which I dubbed episode zero. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and check it out. It's just a brief rundown of who I am, why I decided to start the podcast and all that kind of stuff. Uh, In today's episode, we are going to be talking about something that might uh, scare you a little bit. The year of 2020. I know it's uh, it's been a long one, but we are in the finish line. We are getting there uh, just a couple more weeks left. I'm not saying that everything's going to change all of a sudden when the new year strikes, but I think everybody's ready to just kind of wrap this one up. Um, but I just wanted to talk about some general stuff today. Um, what, what all has happened. Um, I know that it's been a tough year for everybody and I don't want to knock anybody down with this episode, but I also want to try to highlight everything that we should be grateful for from this year, because as crazy of a year as it was. Um, It was also one of the greatest years of my life, I know. Um, And I know a lot of people who have also experienced a lot of good change this year, along with the bad that we've all kind of seen. But I think as we wrap this up, it's good to just look back on all the good things that have happened. um, And also just kind of analyze where to go from here. um, What all has had to change, and why that is good and why that is bad. So through this whole year, I think it's been tough on small businesses, you know, um, the, whether it be a restaurant or like little boutique stores, it's been really hard for them to be closed. Um, I do think that the ones that have become successful are the ones that were willing to pivot. Um, this whole year, I think was the year of pivoting, whether it be moving to online sales or some sort of takeout system for restaurants. I think it was really important for businesses to kind of embrace that online aspect and realize that no one was going to be shopping in person. So everything had to kind of adapt to the new uh, environment. And it's been an interesting thing to watch. I think just compared from now till last January, um, I think a lot of stuff has changed for the better for online shopping and some stuff, a lot of mistakes and, Um, issues have been exposed. And I think a lot of the bigger companies are starting to work on those. Um, I think it's it's showing as we've entered the Christmas season and holiday shopping. um, I think a lot of the shipping carriers have kind of figured out what they need to do to keep up with the demand. And it's been really honestly cool to watch all these small businesses, uh, some of which have been more successful this year than they ever were before because they understood that they could quickly change to online um, payment program or online um, softwares and selling stuff like Shopify. Um, And all these programs are really accessible to these small businesses for $20, $50 a month. And it's been awesome to see them all moving on to those. I think it's also made a lot more jobs for web developers because they've now had um, a lot more clients that need websites quickly. And it's just kind of expanded this whole other realm of what's possible online. Um, I think now it's kind of we've stress tested the whole online shopping environment to the point where we all know now that it is 
possible to just sit at home and order everything and never actually walk into a store. Um, I could not tell you the last time I walked into a store to buy something. Um, even people are buying stuff online for the grocery store now. We get um, HelloFresh delivered every week, and that's four meals right there that we don't have to go to the store and shop for. And it's all fresh. Um, it's all fresh produce and meats and everything, and it's easy. Um, so I think a lot of companies like that have really succeeded in 2020. Um, but I do understand that it's it's been a very hard year for other companies and ones that just don't have the ability to shift online quite as quickly. Um, but it's I'm I'm impressed with what has been able to happen, and I think it's also really sped up as we've entered into this last quarter of 2020 as people are really kind of starting to begin starting to understand that it, it either you change or you die um, that for businesses, I should say. The one thing that worries me a little bit is that all these big strip malls and just brick and mortar shops, I, I just am having a hard time of seeing where they're going to be able to go after this year. Obviously, my hope is that this virus goes away and we're all going to be able to go back to quote unquote normal from the beginning. Um, but I, I'm having a hard time believing that even if that does happen, will people actually still shop like they used to? Will people go to outlet malls and will they go to regular malls and regular brick and mortar shops and shop like we once did? Or is everybody kind of permanently shifted to the online aspect because as a end user and as a customer it's a lot easier to just sit at home and search for the best product at the best price and then kind of order it and it'll show up at your house a couple days later i i don't understand if people i'm not sure if that's something that people like or did they do they like going window shopping and kind of trying everything on um, I think it kind of depends on the person. I know I do not like shopping for clothes, but my wife could go and shop for clothes all day long. So I think there are still going to be customers out there that will be interested in going to the stores, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to keep these stores open. Um, rent is not cheap anywhere these days. Um, and especially in like the bigger cities, it might not make sense for a Nordstrom to stay open when they own four stories of a massive building in downtown um, Boston or New York City. Um, it's just way too much money for them to keep it open. And they're a huge company. You have to look at these smaller companies that are owned by like four or five people. And where, like, where are they going to be able to go with this? Because it it's tough for them. Um, they need to have inventory they need to they're ordering inventory months in advance um, and they have to plan ahead and it's kind of I'm sure it's hard for them right now to look at this year coming up and who knows maybe we all go back and do another lockdown in the spring and then they're like that's months and months and months of possible sales that would go down the drain again and I think everybody's just having a hard time deciding how much to order because no one really knows what's going to be the future um, again, like I said earlier, I wish somebody could just snap their fingers and it would all be over, but it, it, who knows when it will all be over. So I really do feel for some of these businesses, um, especially the ones that only have physical locations because it's, it's going to be tough and it has been tough. And I understand that, um, I'm just hoping that we can all 
recover and kind of get back onto solid footing where at least we have an understanding of what is happening and where the economy and everything is going towards. Um, so on to a more positive topic, um, although it's been a year of pivoting, I think it's also been a year of discovery. Um, it, a lot of startup companies have started this year. A lot of individuals who've always wanted to start a company have started it this year. Although the economy was a little iffy at the beginning, um, we've recovered enough to where I think there's a lot of businesses and people that are willing to kind of go on a limb and start something new. Um, I think the this year overall has taught everybody how precious things can be, especially just time with your loved ones. And I think a lot of people have realized that they don't want to work in that um, nine to five job where they don't really like what they're doing. Um, there's a lot of people that have always had a business idea in mind, and this this is the time that they get to work on it. I think everybody was staying at home, and they kind of took it and ran with it. And it's been really cool to see all these new companies kind of popping up all over the place. Obviously, they're not huge corporations, but there's a lot of uh, new products and new technology, specifically on the software side of things, um, mainly because, like we were talking about earlier, everybody's had to shift to online, um, online everything that there's been a lot of software companies that have kind of come in and fill the gap. Um, I don't know about you, but I had never heard of Zoom before March. Um, and now I think it's literally part of a daily conversation. And I could not go a day on Instagram without seeing something about Zoom. So as you can see, a lot of companies have succeeded drastically in this year compared to others. Um, and I think alongside with coming up with new businesses, there's been a lot of discovery of new needs from end users. Um, it, there's more, there's just more um, open ideas right now. I think going into the year, you could ask somebody and I feel like less people knew what people need, like knew what product was needed in the market. Um, and now it seems like there's a lot of people brainstorming new ideas that could improve people's lives, especially with working from home. Um, now there's a lot more smaller companies that are coming out with shelving and desks and different work from home accessories that make it easier on everybody working at home. Um, so all these smaller companies have been able to really dig deep into what the needs of everybody is now that it's all changed. Um, and it's really kind of flipped the whole landscape on its head. I think, everybody's moving out of offices now, obviously, and more people are just setting up shop at home. And it, it will be hard, I think, to convince them all to come back to an office when everybody is going to have their comfortable office chair that they got, they've got their standing desk, they've got a great ultra wide monitor, um, they're not going to want to go back to the office and sit down in their cubicle. So I think it's exposed a lot of open um, territory for these new companies to come in and kind of fill the gap of what hadn't been created before. Um, and I'd love to have some people on the show um, in the coming weeks that have kind of done that. Um, there's a lot of wireless charging companies, there's a lot of um, just computer accessory companies that have come out. Um, so hopefully we can have somebody on to speak about that for a little bit. But it, overall, I think it's just been impressive to watch um, these companies kind of scoop up what issues people have had and run with it throughout the year. Um, and I know that there's probably gonna be a lot more that are coming soon. Um, 
just from the increased demand and everything. Um, I know a lot of companies have had problems with shipping and just holding inventory. So who knows, maybe another um, software company will come in and create a new inventory management program uh, just to make it easier to manage global inventories for all these major corporations um, and also help them keep everything in stock in time. Um, but overall, I just think they're the, the environment, like I said, is completely flipped on its head. I think going into 2021, there's been more opportunity to create your own company than ever before. Obviously, the economy is a little uh, hairy at the moment, but I think if you understand what the end users need, you could really make an impact uh, beyond what you could in years before. People are putting different values on um, different things in their lives now, and I think it's important that companies notice that and really adapt to it. Um, I, I know that airlines have really struggled recently and cruise corporations are having a lot of trouble. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they can change and adapt. I had a great idea back in the day that when this first started was that all these cruise ships were docked in Miami. I was like, why don't they just open them up and have them be like daily amusement parks so you can just get on and get off? I don't know the logistics of that or if it's even legal because they're all like home ported in the Bahamas usually. Um, but I, I thought it would be great. You could buy your day pass and go and play in the water park on a cruise ship and not have to stay overnight. Um, I've never actually been on a cruise, but it, I don't like the idea of just being out in the open water with nothing around me with a thousand of my closest friends packed into a little boat. But I think it would be cool to just go on a cruise ship for a day and kind of hang out, eat some food and have a great time. Um, again, I don't know the legal side of things, but I think that would be a lot of fun. And the as far as the airlines go, they needed to change, honestly, from the beginning. Um, it, it had gotten so crazy the last couple of years just because air travel had increased so much that the prices of tickets was skyrocketing and you were packed onto this little tiny or metal tube and you were flying through the sky and I think this kind of really put a reset button on everybody and made everybody realize that, hold on, this is not normal to be packed in with the person right next to you that you've never met. Um, I recently flew a couple weeks ago, and the fact that the middle seat was blocked off was fantastic. I had enough room to enjoy myself and not be smushed in with everybody. Um, it made the whole flight experience more enjoyable. It sped up the um, boarding process and it was all around. I had no complaints. Um, obviously we were wearing masks and had to wipe everything down. But other than that, it was perfectly fine. In my opinion, um, it was the day before Thanksgiving and there was really no traffic whatsoever. The airport was not busy like you would expect it to be on that time of the year. Um, so it was nice. Every restaurant we went to, you didn't have to really wait for anything. So yeah, there was no complaints traveling recently, but prior earlier, like this year and last year, it was becoming a pain to travel because it was constantly crowded. There were constantly people getting their flights canceled because of all the overbookings. And it was, it was just becoming a mess. So I think this was a good wake up call for these airlines. And I pricing on the tickets has gone down a little bit, although it's come back up for the most part. Um, there was a moment there where you could fly basically anywhere for like 50 to a hundred dollars, which was really cool. Although not many people were traveling. Um, it was nice to finally see the tickets in a reasonable price range. 
Um, but it, it's been interesting to watch all these bigger corporations change um, and put more value in different things. Um, I still think there's a long way to go with all that. Uh, obviously, it's going to depend on what ends up happening with this whole virus. But it's, it's an interesting phenomenon to watch. I think another um, thing other than the airlines and the cruise industries that has really been um, eye-opening is just school in general and especially upper level like college, um, universities. I think it has shown how much of a, I don't want to be too brash with this, but how much of a ripoff some of these schools have been. Um, I know my school, my fall semester was mainly online, but I was paying the same price that I did when I was in person. And I think the online was a much lesser of an education um, because it's what you just don't get the same experience when you're in a classroom versus when you're watching a video. I will say a lot of my teachers tried their best to make the videos interesting and entertaining and kind of keep you interested. But for me, learning accounting on a video is just not the same as having it taught in a classroom where you can directly ask teachers a question because you're going to be confused. Um, I can promise you that. So it, it's just kind of interesting to see how these universities have handled it. And I know we had one um, master's of business that they their, their whole program was moved online, but they had an online master's already. So all the people that were paying for the in-person asked if they could switch to the online and the school said no and charged them the same price that they were in person. So that was just kind of sad because these students are paying the full price for the exact same experience as the people online, but they had no choice and they they weren't allowed to switch back. And it's just kind of sad to watch that happen. So I guess just to wrap this up, I know this has been a little bit of a mixed bag of a show, but it it really has been a mixed bag of a year overall, I think. I think this year has surprised many. Um, if you look back on all the stuff that has happened this year, it's kind of shocking. And it's really been a bit of a wake-up call for a lot of people because they now put a lot of more emphasis on certain things in their lives. I know I have realized a lot more of like what's important out there and what actually matters versus what you just kind of convince yourself matters in your um, daily life. And it, it's been a good year overall, I think. I think it was important that we all got this kind of shake up. Um, I know that for some of us, it was a lot more of a shake than for others. But I think overall, everybody in society kind of needed this. Um, it was just like a little reset button or a big reset button, depending on how you think about it. And it showed us what's important. Um, I know a lot of people that I become friends with on social media started this year uh, because of just having a lot of extra time on their hands. And now they're having the time of their lives filming or filming and shooting all this content. So it's been really fun to watch that side of things really explode because people have had a lot more time on their hands. They've found new hobbies. They've learned new things and it's really expanded everybody's knowledge overall. 
And it's just giving people the time back in their day that they didn't previously have, which I find awesome. I think it's great that everybody has begun learning something new, obviously the name of the podcast. So I'm a huge supporter for everybody having more time on their hands and learning things. And I know a ton of people have started gardens this year that normally would have never done that, mainly because they're spending a lot more time at home. And it's just kind of a fun thing to do. Um, I've learned a lot of new skills this year that I probably wouldn't have ever had time to if I hadn't um, been quarantined. But it's been fun to see that. And I know I keep saying that, but it, it really has been cool to watch all this kind of unfold, especially now looking back on the what's happened. Uh, it doesn't really look quite as bad as it felt in the moment. Um, overall, I think this year flew by. Um, in the moment, obviously, it felt like it was moving extremely slow. But I think overall, Looking back, uh, I could not tell you what happened between March and like early July. It just kind of like snapped and it was gone, uh, which those days were a lot of the same thing over and over. But it was also a good time to spend with um, the ones you love. And I think it's important to do that all the time. And I think a lot of people were caught up in this hustle culture where if they're not working hard, they're not working at all. And everybody was trying to just impress everybody with how much they worked. And I I don't think that's very impressive anymore. I think if you're working 80 hours a week and somebody in your same job is working 40 hours a week, the person doing 80 hours a week is not more successful. I don't think. I think they're just not using their time wisely. Um, the, and the person working 40 hours a week, granted, they have to be getting the same amount done, but I think the person getting 40 hours a week is much more efficient and knows when to stop. Um, you will burn yourself out completely if you just keep grinding and grinding and grinding um, because no one can really hold up that pace for an extended period of time because it's just not healthy and you will burn yourself out. Like that is the simplest uh, matter of the fact. So it's been a year of teaching people how to work efficiently, what efficient work looks like, and the fact that you don't have to be working 13-hour days to be successful. Um, I know from my experience in office work, there's a lot of downtime that's spent doing nothing, but you're still at the office, you're still clocked in. And I think this year with people working at home, they've realized that, oh my goodness, I could get all of my work done for the day all in the morning and I'm done by lunch. And that gives them more time to do these side projects that I've been talking about and more time to spend with their family. And it's been really fun to watch that. I feel like I keep saying it's fun to watch that. So I need to start using different words. But yeah, I think that that wraps it up for today. Um, again, 2020 was the year of pivoting. It was the year of discovery. Um, if you weren't moving forward, you were getting left in the dust big time, um, which people have moved forward, I think. I think now that we're in the end of the year, the people that kind of tripped up a little bit in the beginning have really taken a couple steps forward and it's been good to watch. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you found anything useful in today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does mean a lot and I'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure to follow along on Instagram where I post some bonus tips throughout the week and also feel free to direct message me. The Instagram is in the show notes, but it's also at learn something new underscore show. Uh, thank you for listening and I look forward to learning something with you next time.